It has always been said in a relationship, what's yours is hers and what's hers is hers. Now, I knew this applied to physical things such as furniture, not that she wanted any of mine. Uh, Cars, again, not too keen on the 84 Hyundai four-door sedan. And money, uh, not interested in what little money I had. Well, enough of that. However, I was never, and I never would have thought that this applied to me, my looks or my opinions. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, I kind of understand. I can see very clearly now, but there was no warning from any men I knew who'd traveled these murky waters of marriage before me. You know, I have three older brothers, much older, and of course my dad, and not once, not once, did any of them try to warn me that my opinions And the ideas of what I like and how I like it don't matter. When you take that solemn oath of marriage to become, quote, one, what you don't know is you're not becoming one, you're becoming what she wants you to be. You know, women believe that they can change us. And from the moment that you say, I do, you will be her restoration project, morphing from who you are, to who she wants you to be. And as the years pass, you'll learn why, well, why you don't, and why you won't, and why you're sorry that you ever did, even though you have no idea what you did or why it's now your fault. In the end, you will have become so confused, you won't know what's right And what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, you won't even know if your favorite pants can be worn with your favorite shirt. Hard to imagine, but it's true. Fact is, you will actually stand in your own closet, I have done this, and you will have no idea what to wear. Then you hear the voice, you know, other side of the door, you're not wearing that, are you? Oh, of course not. No, 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 just wanted to see if it still fits, you know. The longer you stay married, the more you realize there are so many things which no longer fit or go together. For me, the realization began when I was preparing to move from my uh, lovely little place in Washington State to her very nice apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, coast to coast. You see, she had flown out that weekend to help me pack, and as a gift, as she is a very giving woman. There's no question about that. As a gift, she bought me two new matching pieces of luggage. I thought it was great. They'd come in handy, you know, on our honeymoon to Maui. But what I didn't know, you know, I didn't put this together, was that I could only pack whatever I could fit in those bags. You see, that's all that was coming with me. Oh, Honey, she says, honey, honey, I bought new clothes for you in New York. You won't need most of this stuff. Your new things are, they're they're hanging in your closet. They're, They're waiting for you in my apartment. Just bring whatever you feel you may need from here. I'm like, need from here? You you mean need from my life? Everything I've kind of piled up and hung on to? We're not talking about a garage sale, you know. In that one sentence, the future was laid out before me like a menu at an expensive family restaurant. I can just hear my mother. Now, Dean, Dean, in order to do this right, 
You really should order just what you think you need. I mean, we don't want to be wasteful. Remember the starving children in China? I realize that's not PC, but back in my day, that's what we heard a lot of. What I'm hearing is someone telling me what I need. What I need? Wasteful? What's wasteful is to leave some of the greatest sports memorabilia ever collected by the famed original Mariner Moose. That's me, but it's a different story. I have framed pictures of the Beatles when they first came to Seattle, and of course my prize, my prize Budweiser beers, holiday beer stein, it's a collection. They're not just beer steins, it's a collection. Leave it behind, are you kidding me? I know what's happening here. She wants me to change, to leave everything ever associated with my life when I was single, and she wants to slowly morph me into the mold of a married man, not having any part of it. You see, change isn't something that comes easily for men. We don't want to change. I mean, think about it. We like who we are and how we live life. We have a hard time understanding this, this idea, this concept. I mean, if we were attractive enough for women to fall in love with us, why is that not good enough now to live with us forever and ever? If you want to know the truth, we really just want you to leave us alone, except, well, you know, I mean, there's always exceptions, probably talking about the bedroom. It's the one place, one place. We do want your opinion. We'd like some advice, too. I mean, really, we're all yours. You just tell us where, when, how often. It's one of the few times we will actually be paying full attention. It's also proof that we can change. But motivation is the key. What's in it for us is usually the question that has to be answered. Women are just the opposite, in my opinion. They, they're, they're constantly changing, uh, whether it's to stay hip with the latest fashions or stay fit with the latest health trends or try something new because they're tired of the old. Women embrace change. Men, we fight it. When's the last time a man changed his hairstyle? I mean, seriously, for me, my hairstyle changes by the fact that the hair just falls out and it's, it's changing and morphing on its own. But if I had a choice, I wouldn't change my hairstyle. It's been good for a long time. But it's different for women. They, women not only love us for who we are, but more importantly, they love us for who we'll become. We don't want to fight them on the little stuff because it's not worth it. They want to push the little stuff. They want to shove it down our throats because we are worth it. They want us to change. They see potential. Let's face it. Without a woman's love and motivation, nagging as we call it, we would become so complacent, so settled, so entrenched, it would be like a slow hardening of life. It would eventually consume us. 
immobilize us. Strand us in a single chair in our favorite room. Picture this. You're in the chair. Holding the volume up button on the remote. And you're just complaining. You don't understand what's happening in the world around us. There's just too much damn confusion and I can't hear the TV. And your butt's been in the chair for days. Keeping up with the change is what keeps us alive, engaged, motivated. Perhaps the best way to understand this search for improvement is to look at it from a sports perspective. All of us, at some time, had a coach, a teacher, someone who pushed us. They changed us, motivated us, pushed us to a higher level. They got more out of us than we thought we could give. Wives are doing the same thing. They're pushing us so we never settle. In most cases, it's, it's how we're being pushed, nagged, as we say, that gets the most resistance. So the best coaches know you will always get the most from someone if they believe in themselves first. And that, that is the secret. Men are motivated by the message. So build us up. Tell us how great we are. I mean, how tough is it? A couple of things. Tell us we're great. And when a husband believes the change is good and that it's his idea and he's a great man, that is when a husband becomes the real man.